Welcome to show 128, Seven Song Returns, Herbal First Aid. Today's show is sponsored by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free street reach herbal medicine clinic. We are located in Eugene, Oregon, and we believe healthcare is a human right. You can reach us at occupy-medical.org. Candace Hunter Creations. Candace Hunter Creations, a family-centered herbal practice connecting people with plants to create health and wellness. Find Candace Hunter Creations at www.candacehunter.com. Uh, Hunter Creation, graphic designers, website designers, um, bringing your marketing ideas to life in print and web. Also, Ace High Heat Graphics, uh, custom printed shirts, hats, anything they can slap a logo on, they can do it. Uh, also, we have some new ones. Um, we have uh, the Journal of Functional Herbalism, Candace. Yeah, the Journal of Functional Herbalism, which is straight out of the school of eclectic, the eclectic school of herbal medicine. That's uh, Thomas Easley's school over in Low Gap. North, North Carolina. Carolina. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I always stop. I can see the, the, the NC in my head, and you then I got to think about what that means. You think not clear, not clear. But it's North Carolina. It is North Carolina. Yeah, thank you, North Carolina. Yeah, they are. It's a new journal out by them. You guys can check them out online. Look up the Journal of Functional Herbalism. I believe it's dot com. We'll have a link in our show notes. But yeah. All right. And then you'd want us to mention some of the Herbal Academy, Candice? Yes. Yeah. The Herbal Academy, which is an online school for Sorry, herbalists, so. they put out a list of their eight of their favorite podcasts. And we were on their list and we're, I know. <laughs> uh, we're very honored to be there. The If you go on to our, our website, then, or not our website, sorry, on our, on our Facebook page, you'll see the mention of it there and then I'll add it to the show notes. Yeah, so I think I gushed over well. it when it came out to like last week or gushy. We should gushy. include a link to that article in our show notes. Yes, we definitely will. Yeah, but we we really appreciate being added to their very short list of herbal podcasts that they like. Yay. So you you're going to be at an event in May. Mhm. Yeah, this is it takes place in Portland, Oregon and um that I'm trying to, oops, just trying to find it here. It is the Traditional Roots Herbal Conference, May 18th through the 20th. Traditional Roots Institute puts it on, and they are kind enough to throw me on the lineup. There's quite a number of folks that will be joining joining me, and, and I look forward to anybody signing up. And, and we, you can see me there, and we'll have more information about that one later. All right. So on with the show. But wait, 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 we forgot a big one. A big one. The Herbal Nerd Society. The Herbal Nerd Society. Oh, yes. Without them, we would not be able to function our podcast as well as we are. They are able, we are, because of them, we can actually, this is something I, I, I haven't really mentioned yet, but um, we're going to double our space on our on our hosting. We are? The, yeah. Yes, because of the Herbal Nerd Society. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to double our space so oh, that we goodness. can host you know, at least make sure we have our 20 podcasts up there, plus all the LTS that are available to them as well. LTS. Yes, Ooh. the Let's Talk series. The Let's Talk series for the Herbal Nerd Society. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So for, for was it four ninety nine a month or forty nine ninety nine for a year, you can become an Herbal Nerd member. You get special, awesome articles written by Candice Ritsu. You also get access to Let's Talk series and over 100 now, I believe, podcasts that we have produced over the last three years. Yep. From everything from... Herbs for anxiety to 
Kratom to Kratom. to cannabis to all the different ones. And mm-hmm. if you want to have a fun podcast, listen to the Kratom podcast because both Sue and I take it at the beginning of the show. And you can hear how we change by the end of the show. You can see the effects. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's palpable. Palpable. So that's a fun one. All right. So now it's time to go with being, you know, on the show. On the show. Have you studied herbal medicine and realized you'd love to offer your knowledge in service to others for free, possibly to those who need it most? Herbal first aid might be a perfect fit. As herbalists, we have a lot to offer that complements the conventional medicine offered in most first aid tents. Today we're talking with Seven Song, Director of Northeast School of Botanical Medicine and a founding member of the Ithaca Free Clinic about herbal first aid and street medicine. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Susier Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. Welcome back, Seven Song. We are so happy to have you back to talk with us today. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so your your topic that you told us you wanted to get into, and this makes so much sense, and I'm very, very, very excited to talk about it, is herbal first aid. And you are the guy to know because you've been doing this at festivals and, of course, with your own Ithaca Free Clinic. All kinds of different ways to figure it out. So tell us about that. So I, there's an event called the Rainbow Gathering, which is just in the lovely state of Oregon, in eastern Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been going for about 30 years. That is a long time. So, <laughs> That's a really long time. That is a long time. I'm 59 years old. So <laughs> most of the Rainbow Gathering, I don't really care for at all. So I just want to say, like, so when people talk to me at the Rainbow Gathering, I go there because I like to do first aid. If I was looking for a vacation, I would go off by myself with some field guides. So I haven't said this, but I just, I'm a botanist. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my life, plants not as medicine and not as utilitarian. Mm-hmm. One thing that's often is a, a very quick rant is that when I do plant walks, often people say, what's this good for and what's that good for? And it's a very utilitarian approach to plants, which uh-huh. I don't have. I just think it's because it, it because you know through ecology and through evolution it learned to live and that's why this, it is the way that it is mm-hmm. it's yeah. not centered so, around us uh, but i have been at the rainbow gathering for about 25 years mm-hmm. and it is it's been fantastic experience because we're primary care and now it shifts like who works here it's all free and Mostly it's acute care. So people do come in with long-term chronic health issues. Sometimes they save them up and come to see us there. All right. Um, when that happens. So if somebody comes and says, you know, I have ulcerative colitis and I occasionally bleed out of my rectum, but I don't can't afford the drugs, what would you suggest? I mean, really what I'll try to do is network. Because there's not, I can't, I don't yeah. have a remedy for them. Right. But I'll say, where do you live? Try to help them figure out. That's just, to me, that's holistic, right? Right. right. Well, that's How case do I help management. You? Yeah. I'm so, um, but a lot, I mean, we see a lot of stuff. So this year, again, in Oregon, we saw hundreds and hundreds, and I would add another hundreds of people with some kind of stomach virus. Oh, I no. Was there Jardia? Loud, vomiting. So I, I'm, my student, all my students have to go, which is 21 students from Ithaca to wherever the gathering is in Oregon this year. Uh-huh. And all but one got sick. Oh, the no. only good thing, it was like a 24-hour virus for almost everybody. 
So really, we didn't have, all we had to do was reassure them that they'll live. Uh-huh. And then we had to help them figure out what their vomit and sometimes diarrhea. Right. Oh. So you're, just, had, you're saying over and over again, I know you don't want to live, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's projectile, please turn the other yeah, please turn the other way. You're about to vomit again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then, so that's so year, one thing I learned this year from that is that I brought a lot of uh, garbage bags, like mid-sized, like, you know, kitchen garbage bags. Right. And people had to use them because it was just vomiting from cots everywhere. Uh, but next year, biodegradable bags. So after they vomit, we can just compost the bag with the vomit or if they poop in the bag, which sometimes happens with diarrhea. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's my message, is bring biodegradable <laughs> vomit that's great. Because that is not the kind of treasure you want in a hot car over a weekend. No, not so much. <laughs> we have to empty the bags into the, into the places where we empty a human waste and then throw the bags out. I mean, that's what we uh-huh. So we just yeah. mark garbage bags. Do not go through the because people recycle and we're like, don't go through these don't bags of human waste. Yes, yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Don't not, do that. Not yummy. But, so, but, but bigger picture. So that was just one. We see lots of people. And I think one of the things I could do with the Rainbow Gathering and other events that I work at is people have a lot of weird ideas about health and about their health. They have a lot of fear sometimes about drugs or questions. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I talked about it in a previous interview, but it's just it's like helping understand, like, so what's a reasonable medical route to go for something like ulcerative colitis, right? Mm-hmm. And what can one expect and how much it costs? And, and so for me, there's that been in this acute, but we just see lots of cuts and bruises and just a lot of health problems. And many of the people, so the Rainbow Gathering has a very wide socioeconomic uh, group. Many people have very little money, have never had much money because the Rainbow Gathering is entirely free. Mm-hmm. Sure. So because of that, we see a lot of people who have lived rough a lot of their life. And so like their health, like they do okay until a certain point and then things start breaking down. Yeah. So even though it, they have a chemic virus, other things are starting to go on. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like offering suggestions. So the first thing I want to say, is, I guess, any much more than the first thing, is sometimes people question the place herbal medicine in first aid. It's, it's kind of silly because the one thing that humans have always had and we've had before we were humans, before a homo neanderthalus, before we're homo anything, right, is that we've always used plants for medicine. I mean, there's always, as mammals, there's always, we've had to learn what we can take when we're sick. So of course, herbal medicine has one place to stay along with other types of medicine in first aid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes, the nice things you can sometimes pick a few plants. So the plant that was common where we were was yarrow. Oh, and so yeah. yarrow is an anti and antiseptic. Mm-hmm. So we use some of that. Um, but so I've also like, so herbal first aid is also free, but then there's just like, so I fund, I didn't talk about this in the last, in the last, um, interview that we had, but how I fund everything is it's, you know, working at the free clinic. So the last time I talked about the free clinic, I spent you know, anywhere from $70,000 a year to buy the med, make the medicine. I don't buy too many of them. And I get donations, which are very kind. Mm-hmm. And so in herb school. So uh, that's how I do that is funding yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I've run an herb school for 25 years and it's successful enough where I make enough money from that to do a lot of free work. 
And frankly, it works fine for me because I feel much better about charging for education than I do about healthcare. <laughs> frankly, education is probably a right as well. Mm-hmm. So, but it's just, I mean, there's basic education. Uh, so I'm going to get myself in a tizzy over this. Okay. I'm getting, we're, but, we're sitting, we're sitting solid. So I'm we're ready. Back, I'm going to back out of the tizzy. Okay. So for me, uh, having an herb school has been really helpful because having an herb school means that I get to teach about herbal medicine and help put out more herbalists, but also at the same time, make some money in order to help fund the free clinic and other work that I do. But I think that's, that's going to be a challenge. So we talk about clinics and for many people, that's going to be their biggest challenge is how do you fund these things? Mm -hmm. And so you try grant writing, but I frankly, I don't know if anybody would give me a grant to work at the rainbow gatherer. Right. So that out of actually might be some rich hippie, like you know, Silicon Valley person who might do that. Sure. But I don't. It's not my. I'm not grant writing. That's not what I. I would rather be able to do something else to just fund myself, so I don't spend a lot of other time having to figure out how to get money sources. Right. So, but we give out a lot of herbs at the gathering. So it's different. So in the free clinic, which I talked about last time. People get bottles that are four to eight ounces often, right? Because mm-hmm. you need you have yeah. chronic healthcare issue on a one or two ounce bottle. Right. At the gathering and other festivals, we give them medicine while they're there, but then we also give them medicine to take back with them. Usually just a one ounce bottle with maybe a third of the bottle with medicine, and then maybe two thirds of the bottle with water, and then directions how to take it um, for a day, and then they can come and get refills. Oh, so oh okay. That, that's just the whole. Right. So I, I carry these one ounce plastic bottles and they're to go bottles because most of the time it's not one shot deal. Like if you have diarrhea, right? <laughs> yeah. it's not just taking grape, echinacea and yarrow once. You're going to have to take it a few times a day. Mm-hmm. And when people are sick, even walking not very far to a first aid area can be very difficult. So I guess I'm saying there's funding and then there's the considerations of like, so the person comes and then they leave and helping them get the medicines that they need at least temporarily and acutely. Mm-hmm. So you're, and when you're there at the, that first aid tent, you're working with other people that are EMTs or different things like that. Is it another cross modality clinic or is it just herbalists? Thanks for asking. So, so for instance, uh, I, I've started working in a festival in Costa Rica and at that festival, the conventional medics, medics and the herbal people Herbal medics are, are we have different places. The first year was actually a little bit of headbutting. Then the second year, our last year, was less so. But it, the, that kind of division is doesn't often I find not so effective. So at the Rainbow Gathering, mm-hmm. um, this year the main people were me and an emergency room doctor, oh. and we worked together before. And mm-hmm. it's just it's a, often it's me an emergency room doctor and a a long-term paramedic. Mm-hmm. And the three of us, person just covers shifts pretty well and help people. Uh, so what you were saying is right, it's cross-modality, which really is how it should always be. Yes. Because different people have different That's right. Yep, you need to have a variety of tools for our varied, our little varieties in our bodies. Do you, have any, lifestyles. do you have any tips for herbalists who are looking at doing offering the kind of herbal first aid opportunities or doing that for groups like you're doing? Do you have 
um, tips for them, especially in how to relate to the conventional medicine folks they'll be working potentially with? I think the first thing is often people have antagonism towards conventional medicine, which of course the conventional medical folks are often wary of that might happen. Mm-hmm. So I, like for someone like myself, easy because I think it's, I think modern medicine is crazy amazing. I mean, it's not, I don't think so. Really. The system is terrible, but I mean, there are so many modern inventions that are so helpful. So for other folks, I would just, no, like for, for us as herbalists, we have prejudices often. And one of them is what you mentioned previously, Sue, which is we have judgments about people who might not live in houses, who might use drugs. And so, you know, and so you have to get rid of that form of judgment, right? Otherwise, you're not really going to help the person. Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is often we talk about the modern medical society being stock. And I think that just, it just hurts relationships yeah. on both ends. So I think it, coming in with a good attitude is helpful. And then you try to fit into existing. So there's two things to do. One of them, if there's a music festival or something like that, if there's a first aid section, ask them. They wouldn't mind an herbalist join them or you can join an existing group like harmony events which mm-hmm. works out of oregon and so you can start to get experience that way um but the, one of the things you have to do is you have to get skills and so working with somebody in those situations so initially coming in even if you're a even if you're a skilled herbalist and just watching other herbalists like work in occupy medical or the envision festival because each situation has different ways that we go about it's not just giving herbs like that's sometimes that's easy but there's a human being involved in how we work that and how we look at the long-term circumstances so i think first is finding a place and observing and watching and secondarily is trying to integrate so you go to some music festival a small music festival outside of eugene or wherever and you set up your own you bring some medicines to say let's help people put up a little sign in front of you, I've done this in places in homeless parks. I've just brought my first aid, meaning lots of people who don't have places to live hang out. And I just bring my first aid bag, which is kind of this fancy bag. And I put a sign, anybody wanting durable help or something like that. And initially, nobody trusts me. I mean, uh-huh. everybody, I don't know what they think I am. But I mean, little <laughs> bottles. First, one thing you have to watch out for is a lot of those are tinctures. And often alcohol. the populations I work with, alcohol is a big problem. Yeah. But anyway, work like that. And so you can just, like, you go to a place where your services are needed. I have a former student who right now is working in L.A. out of a kitchen that serves homeless folks in L.A. And she just came in and just started offering her services. And she also does foot care. Mm. That's a thing. Yeah, because and she works so, with the homeless. Of course, she does foot care. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. So I think those are some ways. But also be prepared for some money output. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not for like it, you can't expect it to be so though so you can try to hit up places. you can ask people for donations mm-hmm. so you have to be careful right because make sure that the medicines are good right right that's very true yeah we have been able to be blessed by donations from a variety of sources and and yet there are sometimes when you look at it and it's the expiration date does mean something yeah. <laughs> like syrup Yes. Uh, honey-based ones or yes. things like that. Like, oh, can't give that away, but thank you for the bottle. Yeah, yeah definitely. So uh, you just have a standard first aid uh, t- kit that you add herbs to? or I've 
unstandard first aid bag. If you go to my website or, or my Facebook page mm-hmm. and type in the search engine first aid bag, because uh, I'm looking for somebody to make me a new one. Mm-hmm. So anybody out there, I'm going to pay well. Uh, look at the pictures because I took pictures and I, I added like my, if you go to my blog. So if you go to my website, uh-huh. and you go to my blog, first aid bag, you'll see lots of photos of it. And also all the dimensions and some of the things that I want to change because it's now about 15 years old and it's falling apart terribly. But okay. it's, it's not a modified first bag. It's something I made from scratch from somebody who makes backpacks. Oh, that's cool. So it's, it's something yeah, you can put on your back? Yeah, I can carry it. It's fairly comfortable. Nice. Um, and it has special places to hold the tinctures and it has transparent labels so you can see what's in the in them but again it's it's easy to see and and anybody so you can just copy it and make it for yourself mm-hmm. wow that's cool are there, are there any specific herbs that you feel are just like you must have it no matter where you are in the world you should have these in your first aid kit there's probably a few activated charcoal which is not an herb but it's just so often that I work from diarrheal diseases due to bacteria that I would have activated charcoal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a believer in echinacea. I think that it does stimulate innate and adaptive immunity. Mm-hmm. And so it's stimulating both branches of immunity that there's just lots of situations where it's helpful. It's not particularly strong in the sense of like it just makes people better, but often it's a good backdrop to other medicine and just helpful for people who get sick regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, knowing things have precautions. Uh, I would always carry lobelia because nothing, I don't know any herb that's a bronchodilator like lobelia. And mm-hmm. since asthma is a very common situation, and I a, pretty much always have lobelia. A great antispasmodic. So, and, and a great antispasmodic. Mm-hmm. I haven't used it that much. That oh, I just use very, it drop dosage for inflamed gallbladder recently. We're great. You did. Yep. Huh. Yay. Health for everybody. <laughs> I think we have a lot of exploration to do still with uh, mobilia. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have some kind of skeletal muscle relaxant, which is usually a combination of particularis, black cohosh, cap. I always have one or two anti-inflammatory herbs. I usually have at arnica for acute inflammation and salex or willow for more chronic inflammation. Uh, I pretty much always have about five or six pain remedies and I usually will have valerian, hops, Jamaican dogwood. Um, I would say those are some of my, my main pain remedies. Mm-hmm. I always carry anemone tincture for people having anxiety attacks, which are common after first aid events start. I have, I uh, have rarely used that. I use it. I just gathered a bunch in my, I know one place in Montana where it grows. And so I went and gathered myself a bunch because often I, I run out. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a low dose plant, but it's, it's, I would say it's the most effective herb for panic attacks, not for like day to day stress. Mm-hmm. That not very helpful for, but when that stress rises and incapacitates, then I think anemone is probably the best herb I know. Huh. So, so what's you, what's um, the low dose that you usually give people? Five drops. It's not, it's not poison. It just works on low doses. So it's, to me, it's not a drop dose. It's just a low dose. Okay. So I usually five drops needed to reduce. Mm-hmm. Nice. Hmm. Probably a bunch more. Those are some of them. Oh, and always berberis. 
So I've stopped using golden seal entirely. And frankly, I think that the Berberus species, the Oregon grapefruits, the agaritas, the barberries, I think they work just as good often as golden seal and maybe better. Mm-hmm. So uh, it takes the pressure off golden seal. And I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything by using an Oregon grapefruit for the vast amount of bacterial and viral infections. Right. And it's a broad yeah. spectrum, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty safe. Yeah. And so totally a, a quick, totally different thing. So last night I was at the free clinic and we had a chronic care meeting and I was talking to the other folks about uh, saying that one of my patients looks like she has, she reacts badly to metformin and which they said is common. And then they said, we can always switch to berberine. And mm. like, I don't even think it was like berberine as in herbalist is just what they use. And so yet last night I just researched berberine and like, it was just a, sm- a couple of small studies but all of them showed berberine to have pretty much all the same parameters as metformin. Mm-hmm. So this is not berberis, mm-hmm. but berberine's healthy. It's the alkaloid from, yeah. Yep. So yep. that's a problem. Yeah, here's the, here so it the comes. Next, the, t- the herbal tide is coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that was surprising. Wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, well, great. Uh, thanks for for being with us and sharing all your information. I I, I love that this is just ha- this is not just speculation, but hands on information that you're giving us from your vast experience. And can you tell people uh, where where people can get a hold of you? Because I bet we'll have um, some questions. So some of the best some of the best places to get in touch with me. Um, so. I would ask people to not call too much with questions, rather write them so that I have a chance, so I don't have to get up and answer the phone, frankly. Right, right. So during interviews. Sure, sure. Uh, (laughs) And it gives you time uh, to think about the answer. So my website is sevensong.com, number seven, S-O-N-G.com. Uh, one point, I'm going to transition to a new website, so I'll probably be offline for a week or two. Right now, it's the old 80s look. Pretty soon, we'll be spruced up. Ooh. So, sevensong.com, that has all the information, but also I'm an active Facebook writer, blogger. And so, my Facebook page is Seven Songs spelled out, S-E-V-E-N-S-O-N-G. And while you can't friend me on Facebook, you can follow if you want to see stuff. How often I post stuff? But it definitely has my other interests. I have a lot of interests as a botanist, somebody who loves reptiles. So nice. uh, there's a lot of things. And, of course, occasional pictures of my mom. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Good old mom. We love her. Okay. Well, thank you very, very much for being on our show and for sharing your wisdom today. You're my friend. <laughs> hey, bye, all. Bye. 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 The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.